Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. What does Baidu's EarnieBot mean for the AI race? EarnieBot has entered the race, so what does the challenger to ChatGPT mean for the global AI race and the tech sector? I'm Michelle Martin. Welcome to Money and Me. It's been almost a week since Baidu unveiled EarnieBot, the company's response to Microsoft's AI chatbot, ChatGPT. Now that's ChatGPT4. The pre-recorded demonstration, though, did not make a strong impression on investors and we saw Baidu's share price tumble initially. It has uh, regained some of that fall. But unlike ChatGPT, which many of us have tried, may have tried, Baidu's EarnieBot can be accessed by invitees only. So it's still unclear, at least to a mass audience, how China is faring in the AI race. I've invited Karen Howe from the Dow Jones team to discuss what Baidu's EarnieBot equivalent means in terms for implications, opportunities, and perhaps also concerns for us all. Karen Howe is the tech reporter with the Wall Street Journal. Good morning, Karen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. Just a few days ago when Putin met Xi Jinping, we heard the Russian president declare technological sovereignty is the key to sustainability. And he also revealed that the two allies have the intention, quite a lot of confidence in the statement when Putin stated Russia and China can become world leaders in information technology, cybersecurity and artificial intelligence. So in that context, Karen, help us understand what are the implications of China China's race to develop an AI-powered bot. Yeah, as you mentioned, this goal to become technologically self-sufficient has been a really big goal of Xi Jinping's for a long time. And AI is one of the very critical technologies that he wants to see China be strong at. But Chatbot is sort of not just a geopolitical story. It's actually much more of a corporate story, industry story around how Baidu is trying to capitalize on this moment and providing a technology for consumers and businesses. The interesting thing about ChatGPT is that it's not available in China. And so Baidu, mm. as one of the leading companies that has been investing in this technology, in AI technologies for um, the better part of a decade, they kind of saw this opportunity to use their existing technologies to provide something like ChatGPT for the Chinese market. Um, and Baidu told us that since its launch, I mean, People are clamoring to get their hands on this because this is the only thing that they have available in China. So um, over 100,000 enterprise clients have had uh, have been applying for access to EarnieBot and 900,000 individuals have um, signed up for the waitlist. So you can see there's sort of this pent up demand within the market right now within China for Chinese language to try to get access to EarnieBot. Just curious, Karen, have you managed to get your hands on the bot? No, <laughs> I'm still also on the wait list. But what's really interesting is there have been a lot of people who have joined the wait list, gotten access to it, and then have um, done one of two things. They've either live streamed demos 
right. of ErnieBot in real time. So other people who don't have access to it yet can see how it performs. Um, and then some people have been doing quite rigorous systematic testing to compare ErnieBot's performance to ChatGPT. And uh, it's pretty clear that ErnieBot is not at the level of ChatGPT or GPT-4. But again, it's sort of the only thing available for China. So there's still a lot of excitement that they even have something somewhat comparable. Yeah. What does ErnieBot mean for China's tech industry potentially, Karen? I think the thing that people were worried about within the Chinese tech industry when ChatGPT came out and it wasn't available in China was that this would sort of set back a lot of Chinese tech development because if you can't plug into this really powerful AI system, you don't have access to capabilities, perhaps other tech sectors, other tech companies around the world are going to just be more productive, faster, more innovative because they have this foundational technology already available for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that ErnieBot is available, I think people within the Chinese tech sector are hoping that it can kind of become that foundational technology for them in accelerating some of their innovation. So we're seeing um, announcements from, you know, the finance industry talking about using it, the media sector, um, consumer technology companies, um, all kinds of industries are kind of seeking ways to use this technology. I think the big question is, what are they actually going to use it for? And this is sort of a big question mark around the world. A lot of companies um, in the U.S. or in Singapore or elsewhere are also wondering, now that we have something like ChatGPT, what are we actually going to use it for? So I think in the next months, we're going to see a lot more interesting applications coming out, building upon this technology as people start actually getting ideas and implementing it. So interesting. What do you think ErnieBot could mean for Asia's tech sector? So I think what's what's really fascinating is ChatGPT, it was designed to be English language focused, but it can speak other languages um, because of its training data, whereas ErnieBot is focused really much on Chinese language and Baidu is really trying to position it as also being more uh, culturally fluent uh, in Chinese culture. So for Asia, I think they basically have optionality. Like they can either be accessing ChatGPT and its capabilities or accessing ErnieBot if that is a better option for them. And I think it'll it'll actually be really exciting for the Asia tech sector to be getting all of these options and be able to innovate more creatively with multiple different tools. You know, some are already wondering if the chip war and censorship is going to hobble China in the AI race. But if we ground it in the present, what are the Chinese laws and regulations that Baidu has to abide by as they develop this AI chatbot? Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things is obviously the censorship regime in China. The Chinese government has always had a very strong stance on what should be allowed to be said on the Internet and not. And when you have something like ErnieBot, which is generating content, Baidu is going to have to be really careful. And all Chinese tech companies that are going to be developing these technologies are going to be very, very careful about making sure that their chatbot does not say anything that is politically sensitive in a way that crosses the Chinese government's red line. Mm. The other really interesting thing is in January, China was actually the first major regulatory uh, environment that tried to pass um, 
or, or put in force a new regulation for what they call deep synthesis technologies. So anything that is generating content uh, using artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. Ernie Bot falls under that. And this regulation tells companies that they cannot have these chatbots uh, generate fake news. They can't uh, have it generate information that could be deemed uh, disruptive to national security. They have to label these outputs. So it's going to be interesting to see how Chinese companies that are building these technologies are going to actually need to innovate a lot to figure out how to comply with these regulations. So interesting. Karen, your work has earned numerous congressional citations. You've thought deeply about artificial intelligence. Let's get your view. Um, Given the disappointing debut of Ernie Bot, does that indicate how far China is behind in the tech race, given how ChatGPT4 is already transforming how we all search online? You know, what was really interesting about the Ernie Bot launch was there was a really big initial disappointment because the launch didn't actually show a live demo. And Baidu, as much as it's been investing in AI for a long time, many people don't actually consider it an AI leader. So when they saw that there was no live demo, they really started doubting the quality of the technology. They started wondering if Baidu is really just puffing up their capabilities. But then when Baidu started sending out invitation codes to people and people started live streaming their experiences, the general public started actually seeing in real time how EarnBot was working. There ended up being a really big revival in Baidu stock. And I was just looking at it this morning. They've actually had an increase, a 20% increase in their stock price since the launch. Mm -hmm. So what's interesting is I think people were initially disappointed because they just weren't really sure what Baidu had to offer. But Baidu was kind of smart in capitalizing on this moment and basically using this uh, this hype around these technologies to get more eyeballs on essentially a broader presentation about how much investment they've put into artificial intelligence in the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and since then, investors have actually been a lot more uh, optimistic about Baidu and Ernie Bot providing a lot of value for industry clients. So I think this this does show that even though the innovation, ChatGPT, didn't come out of China, China is not far behind in catching up and it still um, has leading players like Baidu that are really pushing the momentum forward. Interesting. Give us a sense of your view of the big picture, the five-year big picture, perhaps, and what this AI race could mean for us all. Will there be less truth or could it be harder to discern what is truth, given what we've already uh, come to grapple with as the hallucination phenomenon? I think one of the things that we are going to see in the next five years is definitely ways that this technology is not necessarily going to perform. Uh, it's going to start making mistakes. It's, it's going to be applied in situations where it doesn't actually have those capabilities. Um, as you mentioned, sometimes it doesn't say it's actually accurate things. It hallucinates. And we will see more cases of that. Hopefully, that means that companies will also take the responsibility to make sure that these technologies continue to be improved. They continue investing in research to make sure that these things, these kinks get ironed out. Um, and it will be really a globally collaborative effort. I know we often talk about the U.S.-China tech competition, but AI research is actually a very globally collaborative 
endeavor. It's very open source. Hopefully, Google, Baidu, OpenAI, all of the researchers at these companies will be working together to improve this technology and make sure that it's better for everyone. So do you think this global collaboration really is going to be key to the question of, you know, if China and Russia do enter the AI race, could this mean uh, the likelihood for widespread mass campaigns of disinformation goes up? I would say that there are many ways that these technologies, these technology developers right now are trying to make sure that they, the technologies aren't actually abused in this way. Mm-hmm. But this is definitely something that we as a public need to be attentive to in making sure that we continue to develop our own critical reading skills and making sure that we understand that everything that we see and hear on the Internet isn't always going to be true. And so it'll be sort of incumbent on the developers of the technology to make sure they take that responsibility. It'll be incumbent on the public to make sure that we educate ourselves. And it'll be absolutely incumbent on policymakers as well, regulators around the world, to also hold these companies accountable to make sure that such technologies will not be used in really highly detrimental ways. From what you've seen of Baidu, is it still well positioned to benefit from this frenzy over AI stocks? I do think so. I think Baidu sort of, after the initial upset, really kind of came out of that that bottom and demonstrated that it can actually develop these technologies that that consumers and industry want. And a lot of analysts are now saying, I I mean, this is something that Baidu said as well, is the more industry uh, enterprise clients and partnerships they have, the more that they're going to collect more real-world experience for Ernie Bot, and Ernie Bot's going to get better. So I think analysts are excited about that potential. The tech industry is excited about that potential. And Baidu, I think, might be coming out of this stronger uh, than they were before because over the last few years, they really have not been a favorite among investors and they have not been perceived as a, a leading edge innovative company. So I think they've sort of started to cultivate more of that reputation with Ernie Bot and they're definitely trying to continue that that momentum. Great insights. Great speaking with you, Karen. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much, Michelle. Karen Howe, the tech reporter for the Wall Street Journal here on Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.